Hello and welcome to this uh, VMware Explore pre-conference um, edition of the VCD Roundtable. Today, it's just the Comdivision crew um, on stage, most likely because all the VMware folks are um, preparing their final stuff for the conference and actually will host us with a lot of new events and uh, topics uh, during the show. Uh, but first, let's start with some introductions. My name is Eve Sanford, CEO of the Comdivision Group and one of the architects around our wonderful VCD deployments we do all around the globe. And I'm going to hand over to Matthias to go next. Yeah, hello, Matthias, Comdivision as well, also part of the CloudStack team. Sasha, new to the round. Yes, hello, uh, my name is Sasha Schunk. Cloud Architect at Comdivision and yeah, working with uh, Cloud Director NSXT and the complete Tanzu stuff. Tobias. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Tobias Baschek, partner, uh, also partner at Comdivision and working uh, also at the Cloud Director stuff, uh, mainly focus on NSXT and NSXALB. So Toby and Matthias, I heard you run a session during VMware Explore, and I still it it, it is like VMware VMware <laughs> Explore. Um, so VMware Explore, I think the similar to the one which you did already in San Francisco. Yeah, we we run a session in Barcelona at VMworld migrating V to T. <laughs> yeah, and first you migrate VMworld to VMware Explore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. Uh, Toby and I are going to, to host a session at the VMTN, the community booth, talking about a lot of experiences and uh, things we came up, migrating NSX V to T, mainly in the service provider space. Toby, something more to add? No, that's that's it. As, oh, you, as you mentioned, to add. <laughs> I guess you will be available for questions after the session as well. As much as people are, uh, we had that in Basel, in San Francisco already, we had to go off stage immediately, but you can always grab us after the session as well. It's it's all around migrating V2T and especially caveats and, and lessons learned. We have figured out a lot of uh, pitfalls many customers and service providers are running into during the migration scenario. That's the main area of interest in that session. But Eve, speaking VMTN booth, I heard you run a session as well. I actually run two sessions, one together with Sasha around SD-WAN, which is not really service provider focused, but uh, more important, I'm going to talk about the um, Cloud Director design on Thursday. Um, it's kind of like a closing session. No, it's not a closing session. It's uh, Thursday around lunchtime. And we are going to cover the do's and don'ts of a successful uh, VMware Cloud Director design, what to avoid, what to forget, what to not forget, and um, how you actually uh, best run these. And I might be joined by Sasha um, or someone else because Matthias decided that he wants to go home earlier. <laughs> But nevertheless, uh, beside all of that, we are also going to be part of the Sovereign Cloud get-together from VMware, which is going to happen on Mondays. So every service provider who's going to show up there 
at least a few of us will be there and we are happy um, to meet you in person during that time and um, also to catch up over there or at the service provider dinner later that week um, in Barcelona as well. So there are plenty of chances to meet us and catch up with us. And also, if you have any topic we should cover in one of the sessions, um, happy to discuss that over there as well. What else? Um, we are all desperately waiting for the next VCD release. Maybe we hear something during the Barcelona show, um, which will then support no longer NSXT, but NSX. Yes. So <laughs> Matthias froze a bit for a second. <laughs> Finally, the support for NSX is here. <laughs> so it's no longer supporting NSX. No, it's still going to support NSXT, but um, it's going to move to NSX. And the from what I heard or what I read um, in the last few days, the new plugin, which allows you to manage um, EC2 instances and some other public cloud instances, is at least in beta. I'm not sure if it's already fully released, but um, mm. yeah. No, just beta. Yeah, public, but but first time public beta. So yeah, if you are true. already interested and you have an you have a test environment, you can already download the, the plugin and play around with it. So for the first time, Cloud Director is no longer just managing vSphere environments. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting moving forward, how this is going to evolve. We we had the advantage to take a, a sneak peek, I think. Half a year, a year ago. Year, year. I, I nearly forgot about it up until I saw the press release a few days ago uh, that, there, that there was a sneak peek on that one. Um, but I think it's um, it's overall it's a it's an interesting step moving forward and building really a cloud platform. It will be interesting to see what other integrations we will see from that perspective. Uh, so um, that was at least one of the news which we had in the last few weeks more to come hopefully during VMware Explore. With that being said, as we have Sasha with us for the first time, um, we thought um, that we should start covering a bit the Tenzu integration for service providers. And before we go into the more technical um, approaches behind it, I want to do my, my usual pitch, which I always do around Tenzu and Kubernetes, why it's so important for service providers, because it's, I think it's many people typically come in and, and come with a typical stance of saying, it's like, yeah, we are going to worry about Kubernetes as, as soon as our customers are going to demand it. And I think I still think, especially for service providers, that's a high risk approach you take there because Reality is the business units at your customers might already be using any form of Kubernetes and the business units might not want to work with their internal IT, which is basically your customer. And so you risk that every time a salesperson at a cloud provider basically says, it's like, we don't have a direct solution for Kubernetes, um, that these people are going to go back to one of the hyperscalers, which makes all the hyperscalers very happy but I uh, will push you more and more into the legacy corner. So that is why I always think it's very, very important as a service provider to set something up so that you can at least provide some basic Kubernetes workload infrastructure and um, the ability to host um, workload clusters in an easy and um, consumable fashion. And reality is it's not that much work to get it up and running, but I'm going to throw that ball over um, to Sasha to, to maybe give us a bit of an idea um, to start with A, 
what is CSE in the first place? And then um, on top of that is how complex or not complex is it actually um, to get these things up and running? We don't need to go into too much detail, but to just give you an idea that it's not um, a half year's uh, project requiring 15 resources to get this up and running, Sasha. Yes, uh, the most important point when we are talking about Tanzu and the uh, cloud director stuff is that we need the CSE. CSE um, we can install on a Linux appliance. And with this CSE, um, we have a bootstrap environment to deploy a Kubernetes environment. So that we have the integration in the cloud director to say, hey, these customers are able to um, roll out their Kubernetes cluster. And then they have the Kubernetes plugin inside the cloud director in that tent. And can they hey, create a new Kubernetes cluster? I can choose um, what version of Kubernetes I want to use. I can say um, how many um, worker nodes, how many master nodes they want to have. And then we can go on. But the important point when we are talking about CSE is that we have a running VCD environment with NSXT. And we also need NSXALB configured to deploy in Kubernetes cluster with Tanzu Kubernetes. So that's the most important point. So when you start, the first point is um, make sure that your NSXT environment with Cloud Director is running and your tenant where you want to work with are running correctly with NSXT. That's the first point. Then you have to enable NSXALB, so deploy NSXALB, configure an NSXT cloud in NSXALB, and integrate this NSXT cloud in Cloud Director so that you can make it available for your tenants. And if this all is prepared, it's not so hard to uh, deploy it. So you can deploy the CSE server. On the CSE server, you need to install um, CSE with a plugin, make a service available for this. And if CSE is running, you can start with the configuration file. That's only one file. Yeah, to, today is not so such as internet connectivity day. Where you have to say, what is your... I think I think we we are slowly losing Sasha and he does. I think we are slowly using Sasha, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's back. Oh, there he is again. again. Oh, Sasha. All right, we lost you when you started. Hello, my name is Sasha. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you lost I, you a minute ago. No, I, th I think it's it's overall the important points you made were that um, it's it's very important that you have your VCD on NSXT, which yes. I think is something which we uh, would expect. At least VMware expects all service providers to be there already. At this point, you could say, like, please do not forget an existing PVDC cannot be extended by T. It has to be configured initially with T. Still, did we have such a case again, or um... not again? But we could mention it again. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's definitely it's it's worthwhile thinking about that you cannot make that change once it has been created. If it's if it's an empty just vSphere PVDC, it's an empty vSphere PVDC. You cannot change that. Okay. Um, also, what you need to keep in mind for any V2T migration, and we spoke about that often enough, is you potentially need additional hardware to do that migration. However, I mean, with um, vSphere 6.5, out of support a few weeks ago, uh, you most likely are on new hardware now anyway. But um, coming back to the CSE story, I think the important part is, yes, you need to have your um, N6T environment up and running. You need to be kind of current from a, from a vSphere environment perspective. The other things is you should have started to deploy N6ALB, uh, um, formerly known as AVI, um, and that needs to be um, fully configured. However, this is something service providers, again, also need to do in the future anyway, because the NSX native load balancing features have at least been announced to be discontinued. I'm not sure if we ever got a final date for it, but um, there will be that as one of the next surprises coming up for everybody. So so I think that's that's a good point. And Sasha, if I if I understood that understood you correct, that's Deploying CSE on top of that, if all the other bits and pieces are set up correctly, is not uh, really a complicated or, I mean, the CSE deployment potentially requires uh, some skill set, but it's not a massive design project or something like that. That's right. So if we have, we have to set some parameters, but um, if you have a small understanding for the cloud director environment and for, yeah, for these environments with NSXT and ALB, it's quite simple to fill out the configuration file. And then you can start with it. So that's the current installation and version with CSE 3.1.4. In the future, we will become more features. We will be able to uh, deploy it directly from the cloud director so that the cloud director can directly deploy the uh, CSE appliance and so on. But yeah, we, we need all of this information, the ready environment, and then we can start and take a look at the next steps, what we can do and how we can go on and the customers can go on with the um, Kubernetes stuff. So, so let, me ask, here. let yeah. me ask a question, because uh, my first issues with the whole Tanzu and Kubernetes stuff on Cloud Director was, if I deploy a worker cluster, so a Kubernetes cluster for a customer, I as a service provider need to do additional configuration on that cluster for the customer. But I think that's perfectly wrong. So that was my first thinking, because yeah. as a service provider, I need to deploy and provide a Kubernetes cluster and hand it over to the customer and they are doing the configuration or being more because, precisely, the software developers are taking care of it. Oh, it's it's very easy. So you as a customer or you as a provider can say, hey, create a new Kubernetes cluster. You can say one or three um, master nodes and um, yeah, the count of worker nodes you need. And then uh, the CSE server will deploy all these uh, Kubernetes nodes. And after the uh, deployment are finished, you as provider and the tenant can go to the Kubernetes plugin 
can select the Kubernetes cluster and download the cube config file that you need to include in, yeah, your jump host, your local um, computer, whatever, and can directly then connect with kubectl to your Kubernetes cluster. But one important point here on this point is um, when you're doing the first uh, deployment of Kubernetes, it's very important that you test the Kubernetes cluster in a demo tenant. So for example, um, connect to the tenant, deploy an Nginx and um, make a load balancer service because this will be the first time they start to deploy the service engines on ALB for this NSXT cloud. And only at this point, you can make sure that all of this stuff is running or you have problems with the configuration of ALB, for example. So that's very important. Do not start directly to hand it over to the customer. First, try it with the demo environment or with the demo tenant, deploy one Kubernetes cluster and do a load balancer service on the Kubernetes cluster. Good, I think, I mean, you should always test before you actually head into class. <laughs> yeah, sure. We know, we know how it works in real life, and that not always everything is fully validated and tested uh, before it's it's finally um, handed out and handed down to the customer. Um, but I think that's that's an important point, and it's also an important point that it does not require the service provider to be a full-blown Kubernetes uh, shop with all the DevOps experience and everything else. I mean, it doesn't hurt, and you should have at least some basic Kubernetes knowledge, but you don't need to be a development shop to host Kubernetes as a service provider. And we see it more and more, and we see more and more requests from customers in these areas as well, where people just actually bring applications and you will see more and more software vendors actually deliver services and applications that way. I mean, reality is if you look at a lot of the VMware appliances lately, the applications and services running in them are Docker containers still, um, but they will move um, in that direction in the future as well, because also from a deployment perspective, you more or less just need a URL and can deploy um, the different workloads. It's easier to maintain, update, etc. So there are many reasons why we will see software vendors um, move that direction. And so even if your customer is not looking at it from a development perspective, they will come and have applications which require these um, services. And so I think it's it's definitely important uh, to have all all of that up and running and available in the infrastructure. And as far as I remember, beside the usual points costs we have for NSX and other bits and pieces, um, there is no additional points cost. But however, I keep myself out of licensing anyway. But as long as you don't use TMC or anything else, I think uh, CSE by itself doesn't have any additional costs. Um, ALB is basic, so that should be fine. So um, at least from a basic perspective, there is nothing you should really um, experience as a surprise. Yeah. So no need, uh, no worries in, in having it up and running in your infrastructure from that perspective. So again, if you are, um, or if you want to talk more about CSE use cases, et cetera, um, Sasha is also going to be at VMware Explore. So it's definitely worthwhile trying to catch up with him, find him on, find him on any of the social medias and grab him. 
uh, or drop him as you need him in one of the events. Good, guys, anything else for today? Any big expectations for VMware Explorer? I made uh, a TikTok this morning and said, it's like, I'm going to watch out if uh, finally someone from Broadcom is going to show up on stage um, during this keynote. Um, they didn't do it in San Francisco, but uh, since then there were far more statements from Broadcom. So that will definitely be something I'm going to look for if they finally make it on stage or not. But um, it might not even be because as far as I was made aware um, the other week is um, still nothing has been um, gone through the legal review and um, nothing has been finally signed. So the deal is just on the table and they are still negotiating. So will be interesting. But um, beside that, any shall we actually throw any rumors in like hey vsphere 9 is coming or uh or... no we are we are so in in san francisco we or vmware renamed the vmware v realize suite to uh aria so we could throw out the rumor that's going to be renamed again because no one likes the new name <laughs> <laughs> So but maybe uh, maybe maybe VMware Cloud Director is in the future call, call, called VMware Cloud Automation Center. That would be nice. VCAC. <laughs> yeah. Or, or good back to the old naming dynamic ops ECAC. Dynamic um, ops cloud automations. All right. Any other rumors? Yeah. I mean, we talked about, but NSXT is already gone. We just uh, have... NSXT. It's not gone. It's gone. We just renamed it. No, 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 no. We have NSX4. <laughs> NSXT yes, is but dead. 3 still supports it, and it's named. Yes. Yeah. But will be soon end of life. Oh, that's a new rumor. Will be end of life <laughs> by the end of the year. What? And there will be a migration toolkit available at one point. No, no, no. Do you know that remains topic? <laughs> I, be fair. No, okay. Um, so I think oh. enough fun. So um, catch us up at um, VMware Explore. Um, we always like um, to meet our audience. I mean, I have seen both um, at least VMTN sessions, which I'm in, are completely full, which doesn't mean we don't have any standing space or something else potentially available. Um, depending on what the fire marshals say, but um, seems like all sessions are packed. Looking forward to see you all in Barcelona. Looking forward to be back in Barcelona. I'm I'm not sure that I. I mean, a few years back we said it's like we don't want to necessarily have Barcelona. A new city in Europe would be nice, but um, with two years pandemic, I think it's good to be back in Barcelona. In Barcelona, that's true. Sure. But but still, November timeframe is bad. I prefer October because the rooftop bars are still open in Barcelona. But I could I, I could say two weeks ago it was pretty nice in Barcelona. We could sit outside and um until late in the evening and um but I'm not sure how that's going to be next week. But we will see. We will figure out. So with that being said, uh final words, Matthias. Yeah, stop by, meet us in Barcelona at VMware Explore. Looking forward to seeing you all in person. Take care, safe travels. Sasha. Yes, start your Tanzo and Kubernetes journey with Cloud Director and let's talk in Barcelona. I, I would, sorry for that, but I would have bet 
that you say, Tansu is end of life, tap one three is the future. Oh, <laughs> not that again. Not that, not, let's not go that one. It's final statement wrong. Sorry. Toby. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. See you all in person in Barcelona. Thank you all for joining. See you in Barcelona. Bye -bye. Have a good Thank one. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.